You're listening to Jai Long and this is Make Your Break. Whether you're a big-hearted creative or an aspiring entrepreneur, let's take action on your dreams. Reconnecting you with your why and giving you the how. I'm here to dish out actionable mindset tips and fun industry secrets to help you blow up your biz. From eye-opening reality checks to motivational gold, no two episodes are ever the same. So tune in weekly, skip the FOMO, and let's dive into the deep together. You're listening to Jai Long. This is Make Your Break, episode 184. I want to welcome you back to the show. And I also want to let you know I'm also live right now inside the Six Figure Business Map. So I'm going to answer a few questions. It's pretty rare that I jump on and do something live like this, but uh, this week I just had the Sales of Purpose workshop, which was a three-day workshop, which was really fun. And we talked about everything sales and uh, it was so much fun that I wanted to sort of follow up with just one more little takeaway to sort of follow up on after you make a sale, like what happens next. So today I'm going to talk about six ways that you can help your clients win every single time. And it's so important for us to always allow our clients to win. So the last couple of days has been just absolutely wild. We've got so many new sailors inside the business map. I'm sure they're going to be talking to me right now. I'm just saying hello. The workshop was a lot of fun. If you actually showed up, like, thank you so much. It was just good to meet the community and also give a new perspective, new mindset, new strategies around sales and why sales are so important. Now, I say this a lot, but sales are so important because if you don't make the sale, then your client experience and everything else in your business doesn't matter, right? And so that's why it's the most important part of your client experience and the client journey, because if someone buys from you, like every client's going to make a decision when they come to you, but it's up to you what decision that they make. So if they come to you and they actually buy, that's your fault because you're great at sales. If they come to you and they say they need to talk to their partner or they need to think about it or the price is out of budget or they don't have enough money, like whatever it is, all these reasons are your fault because it's us making the sale to them. And then that would determine what decision that they actually make. So in today's episode, if you hear trains behind me, that's because there's trains that go straight past my studio, but that's okay. Sometimes I listen back to these episodes and I, and I hear the trains cruising past. So to get into this, the main thing I want to talk about here is buyer's remorse. Okay. So a lot of the times we never really think about what happens after the sale? Like where do our clients go and how can we make it a better experience? Now, a recent survey done in 2022 in the US showed that 74% of adults experience buyer's remorse. 74%. If they buy a big purchase, right? Which a lot of the times as creatives, if we are a wedding photographer, if we're an educator, if we're a designer, if we're a musician, a lot of the times they are bigger purchases. If you're a musician and you're going to do a gig somewhere, you know, maybe cost a couple of thousand for you to be there to do it. If you're a designer and you're redesigning someone's website, a lot of the times like all these things are newer and bigger expensive things that people can feel buyer's remorse. So one of the most important things for us to do is allow our clients to win all the time. And how do we do this? I'm going to go through six different ways that we help our clients win. So we create a better client experience. So we exceed their expectations. And so they keep talking about us for years to come. Now, the first one, 
why they might have an, an experience buyer's remorse. And maybe you've experienced this before. So I want you to think about any time that you've experienced this in your business, because your life experiences are going to help you determine how that you can get rid of that for your clients uh, and for the people signing up, your customers, the people signing up to work with you as well. So here's one of the most important things that stops buyer's remorse. Number one is giving true and trustworthy information when your client's making a buying decision. Okay, I'm going to say that one more time. Giving true and trustworthy information when your clients are making a buying decision, when they're actually purchasing from you. Now, the reason being is because if they impulse bought from you, if they didn't get all the facts and figures, if they didn't understand your offer, it's really easy for them to realize really quickly when the hype's over that maybe they made the wrong decision. Now, if they have and they felt like it was true, trustworthy information and they got all this information on hand, they can always go back to it and then they feel like they know exactly what they're getting. So how do we do this? This is very much comes down to being transparent during the sales process with everything, right? So the more that we are transparent, not only with our products and services, but with ourselves, like the way that we show up, our personality, our online presence, our offline presence, our brands, you know, all these things create a story in the mind of our of our prospects, of our clients, and they determine whether it's true and if you're trustworthy. And then from there, it's having the right information about the product itself. So, so often a lot of people will say like, yeah, so I had someone sign up and then they asked for a refund because they just didn't really understand the offer and what they were actually getting. They didn't see the value. So they bought in the hype, but then they didn't see the value afterwards. And a lot of the times it could be because you didn't actually communicate your offer properly and what's in your offer and craft it. So then it's really easy to understand. Now, I've done a lot of audits on price guides and um, pricing websites and, and you know, people's um, information and product guides and things like that. And a lot of the times even though it's in the same industry as me, I get confused. So it's so important for us to take a step back and make sure that, hey, even if you're getting confused by your own price guide, then you can only imagine what your clients are feeling when they're looking at that price guide. There's just too many options, too many packages. There's too many variables. There's too many add-ons. There's too much, too many. It's kind of like going to a drink fridge and then trying to choose your favorite drink, but then all of a sudden there's just too many of it. And then, and then we have buyer's paralysis because there's too many decisions to make and we hate making decisions. And the problem is if you're not good at sales, a lot of the times we allow our clients to make all these decisions, but one way to over, you know, overserve and to actually make real sales, create a better client experience is taking away decisions and then having that confidence to be like, all right, this is the option that I believe you need to go with, okay? Because if we do that, we are the professionals and we really appreciate that. Now, just a little example. I always use my real life examples of stuff that's happening with me right now. I'm building my house right now and I'm building it up in northern New South Wales and Australia and it's a lot of fun. Choosing out all the different things can be frustrating at times as well. And so I was talking to um, a couple of landscapers. I really was thinking maybe I should do the landscaping myself. Like I could do it. It could be a lot of fun. Maybe I should um, engage with a professional. Not too sure. So I reached out to a few landscapers just to talk to them to see what the options were. And I got a few good people to come back to me. Uh, they gave me all the options and everything. And I met with two people on site. So one just told me straight away, like, Jai, thanks for getting in touch, man. Like, yeah, we can do this job for you. This is the price. Yeah, let us know if you've got any questions. And so I wasn't really sold on 
needing a landscaper to start off with um, and I wasn't sold on their services or anything else. So straight away, I didn't feel like I was set up with the right information about their packages or what they actually do. And so it was really easy for me to make up an excuse of why I shouldn't book them. Oh, that's too expensive. I said, it's out of my price range, you know, because I'm trying to get out of that deal. I don't really want that deal. Now the next person came along and then they straight away, they were just like, Hey Jai boss, what's happening? This is what I believe that you need. You told me that you want Australian trees. You want this, you want that. And I've already crafted something up for you. Check out these plans. Then he walked me around my whole house and told me exactly what I need and how it's all going to work and what it's going to look like in a year's time. Um, and the value that I get and everything else. And needless to say, I booked the guy on the spot because I was like, that's exactly what I wanted. I wanted someone to tell me what I want straight away. And I want someone that is true and trustworthy that just allows me to understand straight away the pricing and everything else um, and exactly what I'm getting. And now I feel like I made an informed decision and I do not have buyer's remorse. So number two, this one's a free one. Like it takes a little bit of time, but it's, it's free for you to do. And that's educate your clients, right? So often we sort of get some negative reviews or uh, we, we get a client that will say something like, um, why did you charge so much, right? Or why, why is your prices at this? And what we've, what we've got to do is we've got to educate our clients all the time because our clients, a lot of the times, they've never bought from you before. Maybe they have, if you're a wedding photographer, maybe they've never been married before. If you're a musician right now, maybe they've never booked a musician to come play at their wedding, come play at their gig or, or at their art opening, whatever it is. If you're a designer, maybe the person that's booking you has never built a website before. They've never done a rebrand. And we've got to understand that. So the person that shows up, if they just bought from you, then why not show up and serve them and educate them? And there's so many ways we can educate them. Of course, we can educate them through social media these days, which we can keep serving and serving. But there's other ways. Like here is an example. If you're going to book someone and let's say you book someone uh, for an engagement shoot because you're a photographer, maybe after they book you, just a few days after or a week after, you could send out a guide to show them how to best post. And then a week after that, you could send out a guide to show them what to wear, what wardrobe should they have for this shoot. You could um, send them a quick email and say, hey, I've just scouted all these locations and here's why I believe these locations are better than the ones that you chose at that time of year and at that time of day. Okay, so now we're showing up and we're actually educating our clients. Hey, it's free to do. And a lot of the times it's so important. For example, my landscaper guy, he's sending me DMs right now. Like I signed up a week ago, but he just sent me a DM and he's like, Jai, have a look at these. These are the reasons why I believe these trees need to be planted in your yard. And he sent me a guide, right? And I'm looking and I'm like, oh my God, that's exactly, thank you for sending that because I was thinking about that. But now I really don't regret having you because you're on the pulse and you're thinking about me. That's all I know. I know you're thinking about me and you're giving me that experience. Makes me feel good. No more buyer's remorse, even though I spent more than what my budget ever told me that I was allowed to spend on landscaping, right? So educate your clients. So many touch points that you can do where you can show up and you can educate your clients on so many different things. But again, like if I go to the dentist, I love it when the dentist explains to me exactly, I've already paid in the money, he doesn't have to do it, but he explains to me why it's going to be a good job, what I need to do to look after myself, look after my teeth, what I should avoid you know, what I can have, you know, he gives me all these basic tips and tricks and stuff. And I'm like, ah, oh, this is exactly why I come to a professional. It's awesome. I love this. Number three, you're going to get a lot of buyer's remorse because 
because you didn't set expectations. Setting expectations is number three. It's so, so important. Number three is setting expectations. Now we can do this throughout the whole process of our business. Inside the business map for you sailors in there, what I want you to do to think about setting expectations is go to the client experience module and then go to where you map out the client journey. Now, everyone at home that's listening to this podcast, I want you to map out your client journey. What is every touch point that someone has with your business? What expectations have you set for your business, right? It comes down to everything. Because for instance, if my uh, landscaper, he just told me, yeah, Jai, book me in. And then a week goes past and then he still hasn't started. Then I start getting buyer's remorse. Oh my God, he ripped me off. It's not even going to show up. But it didn't happen like that. He set expectations. Hey, Jai, you know what? I'm fully booked until November. Now in November, it's going to take two weeks to get the job done. We're going to have 10 people on site. And if we need to have a few more people, we will get it done. I can guarantee you that. Now, I'm going to send you a few emails before that happens. We're going to choose out some trees, okay? So don't worry. I'm thinking about your job. We're going to get everything ordered before we get started. Now, he tells me that really fast. I'm like, expectations are met. I can relax now. So that's the thing. We won't relax as clients until those expectations are met. Here's another example. If someone sends you an email to send you an inquiry and then it takes days and days, you know, for you to get back, I'm sitting there anxiously thinking, did my inquiry land in their inbox? Was it a problem? Why aren't they getting back to me? Like, what's the problem here? But if you had expectations say, hey, send me an email, your email will be safe in my inbox and I'll get back to you within one hour of the next working day, Okay. So then I can I sit there and go, okay, I can relax now. I don't need to go and contact any other photographer because I know Jai's got me. He already told me, set those expectations, and now it's a great client experience. Now, it's the same as when someone books you. As a wedding photographer, a lot of times, you know, when my clients book me, I always set the expectations. Okay, here's the next step. You're going to hear from me in a few weeks. I'm going to send you an email of some extra information. Then after that, you're going to hear it and I'm going to check in with you six months before the wedding. And then after that, we're going to have a meeting before the wedding day. Again, we're going to go and have, drink some wine, have some fun, and we're going to go after all the small little last details. After that, you don't have to worry about anything because I'm going to send you a text message on your wedding day to let you know that I am on my way, right? So I make sure I walk everybody through everything so then they know what to expect at any given moment. So set those expectations. You'll never be disappointed. You won't get buyer's remorse and you're going to get a lot of happy, happy customers. Number four, timely emails, timely responses. Now, a survey was just done in 2022. With all the tech that and technology that we have today, people expect a reply in 60 minutes. So the survey showed that people expect, and this was in the US, people expect a reply within 60 minutes of sending an email because that's just what our expectations are now. There's so many great companies out there that are doing that. If someone sends you an email and then four days later you get back to them, like I believe you're not serving your clients, right? Because what you've done is you've made the sale and now you're forgetting your clients. I've done this before. I remember I bought a brand new car the guy was on to me. He would get back to me, you know, within 60 minutes, every time I sent him an email and I asked about the car, what was going on. And as soon as I transferred the deposit, I never heard from him. In fact, I kept emailing him, emailing him, then I'd ring and he's like, yeah, I'll get back to you. But I knew he's putting all his time and attention to someone else to sell a car. 
after the car was sold, now I had buyer's remorse because I didn't like how I was treated. Now we've got to think about that in our business. How are we treating our clients? Are we putting people on the shelf once they buy or are we making sure that we're looking after them as if they just got in touch with that same enthusiasm every single time? And trust me when I say, a lot of the times with my clients, I'll have a hundred plus emails before the job's even done. And that's totally fine. I've got to keep showing up or I need to have an autoresponder because I know if I don't have enough time, autoresponder is going to set expectations or I need to hire a virtual assistant or I need to hire an admin person, you know, whatever it is, I can make it happen because it's in my control. This is my business and we need to take responsibility of all these things. There is no room for us to say, oh, I didn't get back to someone because I don't have time because i got kids. That's cool. Hey, just set an autoresponder. Let people know. Guess what? Life's crazy. I have kids. I'm not always on emails. I'm going to be in touch with you within 48 hours. That I promise you. Okay. Let people know. Expectations are set. Totally fine. No problem at all. You know, so we make sure we have autoresponders and we make sure that we get back to people. And we also like for us, I'm an Australian company and most of my clients are actually in the Northern Hemisphere. And so I'm always letting people know like, hey, get in touch, but we're in a different time zone. So you will hear from me at a different times or from my support staff. We're all here. We're all working and we're doing the best that we can. We will make sure that it's safe. It's in my inbox and we're looking after it. We're on it. Okay. Setting expectations means nobody is upset. Number five, over-deliver and smash expectations. Now, I always talk about like, um, I, ne- I never say like under-promise and over-deliver. I always say like over-promise and then over-deliver on that promise. Like over-fucking-deliver on that promise, right? If you smash people's expectations, there is no more buyer's remorse. If you show up, if someone just signed up to me, maybe as a wedding photographer, and then they just paid some money and, you know, they just paid a deposit. $1,000 just came into my bank account and I've seen that. And then if I wrote a handwritten note, like, thank you so much. I appreciate you supporting this small business. I'm going to do whatever I have to in my power to make sure that you have the best experience with me. Here's some flowers as well. And also here's a client journal, a wedding planner. So you can start planning your wedding. And here's some blog posts. If I did that and I showed up like that, man, people are going to be like, oh my God, dude, this dude overpromised, but then he's actually smashed that expectation because I wasn't sure if that overpromise was even going to come to light, right? To fruition. So smash those expectations. Now, I believe there's always something that you can do. And so, you know, this is something that I did in my photography business, something I did in my cafe. When someone came in, they ordered a coffee, would always give them, you know, like a cookie for free or something. You know, we'd be like, hey, here's this, grab this. And I'd always allow my um, staff to, to give away things for free like that. In my wedding photography business, as soon as someone signed up, you know, a lot of times I'd actually send them um, bunches of flowers. I would always send them a journal. I had wedding planners that would post out. I would, when I, in my early days, I had a typewriter in my studio. I literally would type out like a thank you thing and I'd walk down the post office and send it to them and I know they'd appreciate that because they're like, oh, judges spend time doing that. I don't need to give out client journals or I don't need to give out diaries and journals to people that sign up to an online course, but I do. And the reason being, and it costs a lot of money to ship those all around the world, look after all the inventory and, and you know, if something goes wrong, like, it, you know, there's a lot of work in that. Designing and printing and manufacturing them, storing them, holding them, posting them, all this work, all because I'm like, well, I want my clients to win because if someone just signed up to me, I want them to have a quick win and I want them to have something in their hand so then they're feeling good about the purchase, Right. No more buyer's remorse if you can actually tangibly hold something. Now, a lot of the times we're always thinking, yeah, but Jai, it costs money to do these things. Why would I want to do these things? I'm just losing money. 
or you can even increase your prices to allow for these things if you want to have a better experience or you can do things that are free, like I was saying before, which is like timely emails, getting back to people, educating your clients. There's so many things that we can do that's going to help our clients avoid having buyer's remorse. Now, number six, this one I want to rip into, it's always let your clients win. Always let your clients win in every situation, right? You've got to have empathy for your clients. You've got to have the humility to allow your clients to win. Your clients would rather that you are on board with them and in agreement with them than you being right all the time. Now, I'm just going to say that plainly, right? Your clients wouldn't rather you be right. They'll rather you be in agreement with them. A lot of the times we disagree with people for whatever reason and it kills sales. We disagree with our clients because we think we are the best. We, we know exactly what's going on because we're professional. But it's not the way that the world works. We need to be thinking about our clients first. So if you agree with them, I know you're right. I am expensive. And then we can have a professional opinion after that. Let me show you a different way though. What happens and what would it cost you every single day that you don't sign up? Are you thinking about joining the business map? What, in 12 months time? How much does it cost you over 12 months by not having this information at, at your fingertips? Like how much does that cost you? Oh, Jai, that's probably, I don't know, if I booked uh, 10 weddings, I guess that's around about $30,000. Yeah, okay. I mean, I know it's expensive. I agree with you. I think it's more expensive if you didn't sign up. I think about this with everything. We always need to make our clients right. That's number one. Making your clients win, give them quick wins. If you are an educator, if you're a coach, you know, for me, I send out a journal straight away. Not only that, people signing up to the business map, I jump in and I'm doing an onboard process. I do three days with them, boot camp, to make sure that I'm giving them quick wins because especially if the next mentoring that they join is like a month away, there's a lot of time to have buyer's remorse and I don't want that. I want people to feel supported from day one. Another quick win that I do, I actually have full-time staff and I have full-time staff that actually go into uh, We Use Circle and they send them a DM. Every person that joins up, you know, in the first week will get a DM from my team to introduce themselves and just say, hey, what's up? If you need any help, here it is, right? I'm here for you. It means even though I have a limited amount of time, I have more resources so I can hire more people that can help me to make sure everybody feels seen, heard, understood, and that all my clients are always winning. You get rid of buyer's remorse when your clients win. Now, I want you to think about in your business, how can you get your clients to win? You know, what can it be? It could be so many different things. Here's an example. Maybe in the client meeting system. If you're having a client meeting and your client says, look, Jai, like I'd love to come down and meet you, but I just can't make it because I work during the week and my boss won't let me have any time off. I'm sorry. I just won't be able to do it. I'd love to meet you in real life. And I'll say, you know what? I love that, that you told me that. I fully understand it as well. When I was working full-time for someone else, it's hard to get some time off. Now, I don't usually do this for anybody because I respect my time and I only work actual business hours. But what I'm going to do for you is I'm going to meet with you at a cafe after work if that works for you. So I'm going to give my client a win before they even book me, right? I have other people that contact me sometimes. Jai, you're in my price range. Do you know any other photographers that I would love? Yeah, I serve those people. Why? Because if I give them wins, I know they're going to speak about my business in the right way and I'm controlling that, right? And I'm also putting my best foot forward. I'm, regardless of the sale or not, you always need to serve your clients. I've talked about that before. So regardless of the sale or not, people come first, your clients come first. 
Uh, anyone doing business with you come first. If someone inquired with you, they're doing business with you. It's just your fault if you can't close them, right? So we can't blame them for walking away saying, oh, it's too expensive. I was confused with the buying process. The expectations weren't there. My problems couldn't get solved. They didn't have a package that worked for me. That's all our fault. And we need to take that as a grain of salt, not personally, and we can work on those things to make sure that we have a better client experience. I think that is really going to help. So in your business right now, how can you start changing and shifting your mindset instead of you winning all the time? Because we always think about our wins. Jeez, I just made a hundred grand. I'm making all this money. I just booked another client, two clients, three clients, four clients. Everyone's just numbers now. Change that to, hey, how can my clients win? If I get my clients to win, man, I win by default, right? If you can get your clients to win, your business will change gears, if you can get your clients to feel seen, heard, understood, and if you can solve your clients' problems, if you can actually show up for them when they need someone to show up for them, if you can reinsure them, if you can be trustworthy, all these things, if you can match their energy, if you can join their conversation in their head that they're having at this time, if you can have the empathy to allow them to win, your business will change gears. It's so important for us to think about business in this way because that's what business is. Your clients are not there to solve your business problems and your cash problems. You are there to solve your clients' problems and their cash problems, okay? Think about that. Just to finish up, any tips for how to stand out to your clients and how to add value beyond a good CRM process, especially during the initial inquiry phase when you may not know much about the client's needs yet and what their problems are? Uh, that you can solve. Yeah, so... We just always need to know the whole process from the clients getting in touch all the way through to the very, very end. And we need to strengthen every touch point. What I personally do is a lot of the times in my wedding photography business, because it's, it's you know, I usually have like 50 clients per year. I will just um, put it in my calendar, you know, January the 13th is the day that I email every single one of my clients and just say, hello give them some time. And I'll put that in there. Non-negotiable, I'm writing 60 emails that day. There's no problem. You know, so many people think, oh man, I just don't have time. Hey man, it's no problem. Just one day of a year, reach out. So I do that every three months. I have a, just a little note in there just to send their personal email. One thing is a lot of the times like CRMs are all good and everything and they send out automatic emails, but you know what's even better? Being personalized. And if you could show up for your clients personally, give them a little bit of time, check in. Hey, what do you need? I always check all my emails. What did they say to me last time? What problems did they have? What were they looking for? Did they solve those problems? And I'll check in. Did you find a cake maker? How was those recommendations? Like follow up. How was the recommendations? Did it work for you? How you feeling? You feeling good? Yeah, everything on schedule, everything on budget. Do you need help with anything? I know when you were talking to me, you said that your budget was tight. Like, is that still looking that way? Do you need help? What do you need help with? Do you need a payment plan? Talk to your clients because they're always going to tell you what their biggest problems or biggest fears are. The problem is we never see them because we're not listening. But people are always going to tell you exactly what they want. And the people that lose are the ones that are not just simply won't listen because we listen to ourselves talking all the time and we're trying to obsess over what we're doing and our CRMs and everything else. But the second that we have the humility to actually stop, listen to our clients, allow them to win every single time. If your clients walk away and there's just a big smile on their face after the whole transaction and they won and you lost, it's a good day. Okay. We always need to be thinking like that. So that's it. 
You've been listening to Jai Long, Make Your Break. Thank you so much. If you found a lot of value in this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and family. It's the only way that this podcast reaches new people. So just on Instagram, if you just go to at jialong.co, you can send me a DM. I'll reshare it as well. I really appreciate you listening and I'll see you next week.